Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. star of the show chris vaccaro hey chris nando what's up buddy uh week 10 in the books and uh we're on our way to week 11 how was your uh how was your week 10 in fantasy football it was it was half and half actually okay i don't like you know a couple downs a couple i like you know you have i think i have 10 active leagues and i I probably did well in half of them no that's why i didn't do well in the other half yeah all right how about you? I saw I saw a screenshot, which I think should, I don't know. That's it's public information, right? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Which what are you talking about? What's public information? Uh, the, uh, our friend Matt Medica sent to us. Oh yeah. Um, All right. Isn't that it's ironic? So what Nando's talking about? Uh, myself and a couple friends, uh, Matt Modica um, and uh, another friend of the show, Glenn Lowy. The three of us are currently one, two, and three in the overall standings in the NFFC overall uh, championship after week 10 so the three of us uh it's pretty ironic we're all pretty close friends and uh we just happen to be sitting one two and three after 10 i don't weeks. know if it's ironic i think it's, it's i mean <laughs> i think it's, well, I mean, it's not ironic. ironic i think it's kind of cool it's like you three are three of the best fantasy football players in the entire universe essentially well i appreciate right? you saying that uh it's tough to get a team up top uh in the overall standings and uh just to have three people that you know are all East Coast, New York, New Jersey guys, one, two, and three after 10 weeks. Uh, we all share Kyler Murray as our quarterback. I think that's uh, no surprise there. And uh, the teams are all a little different. It's going to be fun. Uh, it's always nice to be in this spot. And, uh, you know, we'll see what the la- next six weeks brings us. But Okay, okay, bro. No. Like You sound like you're, uh, <laughs> you're running for political office. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Chris. Well, uh, doesn't NFFC does something a little different, right? Like mm-hmm. they the playoffs, um, they start at the same time as everybody else after week thirteen, right? But then there's like a you take the average score. Mm-hmm. I always I always mess this up. Yeah, you take the average score that you had through the season, and that's like your your base. Yeah, that's what you start with is your average score through thirteen weeks, and then it's just a three week sprint of uh, you know weeks fourteen through sixteen. Uh, you have to finish in the top uh, three in your division in your. Uh, private league to get into the playoffs so there was roughly around 140 to 160 teams in that overall playoff chase but as soon as the playoffs start I mean you know it's it's anybody's uh, guess you don't really have that big of an advantage uh, you know maybe a 10 or 15 point advantage if you finish high up in the uh, regular season overall so, Which could be erased by a really good running back, like oh, Damian Williams. Be, surprise, right? It could be erased real quick. So you know, once the playoffs start, it's a whole new ball game. And then it, it's playoffs, not in the traditional sense. You just accrue points. You don't play people, right? No, you don't play anybody. It's like I said, uh, everybody gets thrown into one bag, and uh, whoever scores the most points for three weeks is your uh, overall champion. 
I like it. Good luck. Good luck to Glenn Lowy. He's a good dude. Oh, I, was gonna... oh, I guess Modica isn't a good dude. Is that he just <laughs> left him out? I mean, how dare you say that about our friend Matt? We I was uh, going to write him every year at our annual uh, baseball dinner. Yeah, bread that you force upon us. Yes, and mashed that potatoes. Of us ordered and yeah. mashed potatoes. That, that's a fun story for another time. Sure, for listeners. Uh, talk football. Why not? No, you're wasting. We my are time actually. Over I think. Why I know, but you, you know what? Talk about football. I think it's actually very interesting the way NFFC breaks down their playoffs. I think a lot of people could, you know. It is, and I think a lot of people it's a that weird listen to our podcast, at yeah. least, I, I mean, a lot of guys in the high-stakes market, you know, will email me, uh, text me throughout the week, hey, when's the show going up? You know, love the show. Uh, you and Nando, we enjoy it. So a lot of the high-stakes <laughs> players uh, are listening to the pod. That's great. Shout-out to the high-stakes players. Yeah. But uh, I hope the three of you do well. Thanks. No problem. All right, let's talk. Uh, you know what? I actually do want to start there. I know I gave you a rundown, and I was just messing around with some of it, but... Um, is this is this the time of year, Chris? De- I guess depending on your record, like if you're six and four, seven and three, maybe more so than if you're five and five, four and six. When you start looking at like who's this year's Damian Williams, do you kind of chase anything like that, or do you just want to do you want to make sure you're you're strong and backed up at this point, or do you want to just keep kind of following the same trend lines you were following all year? Mm, you change strategy basically. I mean, we're still three weeks away from getting teams into the playoffs. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you do, at the same time, you do want to try and set your team up for the playoffs, but it's tough to do that. Uh, You know, in terms of handcuffing Nando, yeah, you know, if if a guy is available on your wire, uh, you know, that's the backup to your starter. Um, You know, yeah, it's definitely a move you want to start trying to to make and, and put that guy on your roster as your sixth running back, something like that. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I could definitely uh, see what you're saying. It, you're, you got one eye on trying to finish the regular season off strong, and, but one eye, the other eye on uh, trying to shore up your playoff roster. That's tough. It's, it's almost like a weird crossroads right now for a good it is. team. You're about right? it. You're, you know, the way I play at Nando is I'm still in regular season mode. I'm not looking at the playoffs. I'm trying to win my leagues trying to get in the playoffs, whatever, you know, different teams. And in a, maybe in another week, I'll start looking at what I'm going to do playoff-wise. Playoff-wise, listen, you have the core of your team. You know the players that are going to be there for you in the playoffs. What I do when I'm entering the playoffs, and this is different for home leagues compared to like an overall in the high-stakes market, I'm trying to get, you know, a defense off of the wire, you know, as I head into the playoffs, that has a couple good matchups, so I can mix and match my defenses. Uh, so you'll carry two of them. I will definitely get. See, now this is a strategy that a lot of people maybe that you know aren't in the high stakes market, but it, it aren't you know maybe won't understand. But I have to carry I think, two kickers. I, I mean, that's fine. But listen, I have to have two kickers and two defenses, especially in a year like this with COVID. And, you know, maybe you run into a situation where the game is canceled or postponed and you only if you're that team only carrying one kicker or one defense, you can't afford to, to take a zero. So I have to go into the playoffs with two kickers, two defenses, uh, two tight ends and two quarterbacks. So that's eight spots right there, which leaves me with a short roster for, you know, to carry six running backs and six receivers, at, you know, at max. Um so it's it's going to be a tough year because there is no picking up in the playoffs in the overall standing. So you're playing for three weeks. You can't go to the wire to get anything 
during that that course. So you have to set yourself up, and you're gonna have to you're gonna have to play it uh, smart with your running backs and receivers. Hopefully, you have your core of five receivers or running backs that you're playing, and bank on them being healthy for those three weeks and not getting COVID or anything because you can't afford to not carry two at those other positions. How uh, how stoked are you if you have Ronald Jones on your team that Bruce Arians is like the anti-coach, um, kept him in after that fumble. Like, I remember he fumbled, and I was looking on Twitter, and I remember, oh, this is the end of Ronald Jones. Yep. That's the end of the road. I told everyone Ronald Jones sucked. Yep. And then he went on to get, like, 4,000 more yards. Uh, Surprising. Like, like, doesn't it feel like it's just, like, forget about fantasy for a second, but it's nice to have, like, Bruce Arians. Yeah. Uh, be like, I'm not going to play this stupid you fumbled game and I'm taking you out, man. Let's get you back in there. Get your confidence back up. Yeah, and I was probably one of those people, uh, you know, that you're talking about because, and not that I tweeted it, but I'm just saying when I watched the play live, um, he fumbles and I'm like, oh, that's it. It's going to be the Fournette show from here on out. Um, yeah. And they came right back to Jones. Jones shined and it's such a weird uh, backfield here because every week I find myself trying to trade for Leonard Fournette these last couple weeks and then Fournette does nothing last week not you know two weeks ago I guess it would be that game versus the Saints along with Ronald Jones when the two of them combined for like four carries and I'm like you know what I got to stop trying to buy this Fournette it's just not going to happen and, and everybody you know everybody's sending you the Ronald Jones trade offers because the Ronald Jones owner uh, you know doesn't want him so you know all i get is ronald jones offers in trading leagues that you shoot down automatically maybe you should have been buying him on the cheap these last couple weeks but would it surprise you if this upcoming week fournette is the guy that looks like the main back it's just one of those back i think it would i, think it I actually don't want either point. of them i think it would i think this is ronald jones's show the rest of the way okay um uh, yeah, and you may be, and be wrong. you may be, be no, and you you may be wrong, and you may be right, but I don't think anybody. You may be crazy. <laughs> Good one, and yeah. I just don't think week to week. I don't think they know who the, the main guy is. You know, it's probably going to be one of those sixty forty splits. And one week Fournette's going to play a little more. One week Jones, it's going to be very frustrating, and that's why you don't see a lot of owners of either of these guys starting either of these two running backs. You know how many Ronald Jones. 27 fantasy points i saw on teams benches this week i mean a just a, do you look at a lot of team benches well i mean yeah I, I mean across my leagues i'm always looking at you know everybody's scores and stuff and then you look down to see like oh did he what did he do uh, you know who did who was on his bench and and i saw ronald jones on most teams benches this this past week it makes sense. I mean, it was kind of trending in the Fournette way. You know who else How do you is- play him going after that Saints game? Like I said, with three carries, right. I mean. <laughs> Can we move on? Uh, please do. I don't know. I thought you, you sound like you were still going to go. You're going to a little Vaccaro rant. No. Vaccarant. You're going to Vaccarant. Vaccarant. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's move along. Actually, somewhat related. Uh, James White. I picked Oof. him up on a Yahoo. Yeah, just a regular Yahoo league that I'm in last week. Uh, he hit the wire. I'm like, wow, James, this is a PPR league. James White's on the wire. Yeah. I put seven bucks of my remaining 23 on him. Uh, and I got, I was like, the next one was a $0 bid. And then there was no one else. Um, what's yeah. going on there, man? Like he, like he was Johnny so you, reliable. You took seven. So you basically used like 30% of your remaining budget for James, James White. White. Just yeah. because you, yeah. I mean, and, and if you look at waiver wires, you're going to start seeing James's white name on it because it's just not happening this year. And Damian Harris looks great again. Um, K. 
came out again. He's run so hard, this kid. He's really a, a, a really good running back. Um, he's going to be the, the early down back, and Rex Burkhead is the second guy that comes in on passing downs. And I know we think back to the James White of the past, all these past years, and if you're a little weak at running back, oh, let me go take reliable James White and stick him in my starting lineup. He'll get me those 10 PPR points, but can't rely on that now anymore. Rex Burkhead's passed him. It's, I mean, it's it's weird. I mean, maybe he just meshes. Maybe it's not weird. Maybe he just meshes Cam Newton a little better, but it seems like James White, well, I guess Rex Burkhead can run, and maybe that's a little more, if he's in there, you're like, uh, I'm not sure if they're going to run or pass right now. Whereas if James White's in yeah. there, you're like, all right, they're going pa- to pass. That's always been the thing, and you're right. And, and maybe it's a system thing with, you know, Brady was always there. Brady in the shotgun, you know, he he would love to find James White out of the backfield to dump off to him. And yeah. Cam Newton just, you know, it's it, the chemistry isn't there with the two of them. It's a different type of play calling. And uh, like you said, if Burkhead's out there, you don't know if he's running or passing. But when White's out there, it's like, all right, well, he's not getting the ball in the out of the backfield unless it's a pass. So maybe they want to keep teams guessing a little more. But Carol, I got another weird one for you. I like weird and this ones. This one, I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, it's I not expect them from it's... you though, Nanda. You know. Well, let me put it. Let me put it to you this <laughs> way: uh, about twelve hours ago, I was pretty positive it was going to be Jameis Winston coming in for Drew Brees, and I was pretty positive if Teddy Bridgewater was going to miss anything. It was going to be P.J. Walker. Yeah. And then this morning I read um, something from Joe Person, who's our Panthers writer, who's like, you know, Will Greer should actually start over P.J. Walker so they can see what they got on this losing team. Mm. You know, they used a third-round pick on him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not saying he should have every snap, but he should have more snaps if something happens. Right. Uh, and then I saw someone else questioning, like, you know, the, the Saints have to make a big decision here, you know, if it's going to be Jameis Winston um, starting. I'm like, like uh, am, I, am I the crazy one? Or am I just not, am I just like assuming things that I shouldn't be assuming with these quarterback situations? Well, I think everybody looks at the Saints situation. I even tweeted out yesterday saying, "All right, well, everybody's going to be opening their wallet and blowing their money uh, on Jameis Winston, especially the the Josh Allen owner who's on a buy this week that needs a, a decent uh, replacement." Or just if you're struggling at the quarterback position, and let's face it, none of these quarterbacks in this league are really putting up great numbers. Uh, uh, you know, like, hey, look at me with the Drew Locke and Derek Carr replacements last week, completely bombing. Um, yeah. Not saying that Jameis Winston is going to come in and be an automatic 30-point-a-game well, quarterback. Well, Drew Locke's hurt, too. Drew, Drew Locke is hurt now, hurt too. too. Yeah, yeah. I, and as I watched the Denver game the other day, uh, I'm just shocked that he finished that game because in the second quarter when he got banged up, they were, you know, Rippon was putting the helmet on on the sideline, and I thought the party was over for Drew Locke. Not that he gave much more after that, but um, back to Winston. I still think it will be Winston. Um, I think, you know, this Peyton just throwing up a smoke screen. He doesn't want the opposing team to uh, be able to prepare for one guy. I think Taysom Hill, as, as solid as Taysom Hill is, I just don't think they want the Saints want him as that every down quarterback i want uh, they want to keep using him as the swiss uh, the swiss army knife that could come into play to hurt Jameis winston all those people that pick up Jameis winston this week to start him is you know they have the luxury of going to hill on a lot of plays and maybe hill comes in for a whole series maybe hills you know plays a lot more snaps there um but i still think winston will be the uh you know, the quarterback, the starting quarterback, and play the majority of, of the snaps. As Funston pointed out, they have the Falcons two of the next three weeks, yeah. too. 
and you're not going to see Drew Brees. I'm, I'd be shocked if Brees doesn't go on IR uh, just for three weeks. They have the luxury to do this. They did it last uh, year when he was banged up, gave him time off. They're on a hot streak. They're 7-2 and two now. They know they're going to the playoffs. You know, it's Super Bowl a bust for the Saints. They can get by with Winston and Hill for these next three weeks. Like you said, two of them are versus the Falcons. Um, you know, I, I don't see why you'll see Drew Brees until December. I, I highly doubt it. I mean, when Teddy Bridgewater came in last year, uh, Hill didn't take away too much. I mean, like, we're looking at, like, Bridgewater had, like, this this awesome performance where people were like, he can start again in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So I assume they'll do the same thing again, but I guess Sean Payton's, you know, like if you start assuming things in football, that things are going to repeat, that's when they don't repeat. Yeah. Because I mean, the other team is, yeah. You have, to, you have to assume that Winston has been in the system now, you know, long enough. You know, maybe earlier in the season if this happened in week two, they would have been like, whoa, Winston's not ready to come in and run this offense. But I'm thinking the, the extra time, we're 10 weeks in now, Winston will, will be ready. Um, and I think that would that's the difference between Winston this year and Bridgewater last year was Bridgewater had a lot of time in the Saints system before uh, when he came in. Nice. All right. Well, I guess we'll see what happens. How about Carolina? Sure. Do you even care about Carolina? You don't care, do you? No, I mean, listen, uh, if Bridgewater does miss, I, I expect it to be P.J. Walker. He's been the guy that comes in. You know, when Bridgewater's gotten banged up in certain games and and has gone out. Um, so I fully expect it to be P.J. Walker. I, I think they soured on Will Greer a little bit. And, uh, you know, hey, there's a reason why Walker passed Greer on the on the depth chart. Uh, I don't expect them to be like, oh, Bridgewater went down. Let's move Greer ahead of Walker now in the, on the depth chart. It's going to be Walker, and uh, he's sneaky. If they rule out Bridgewater on a Friday, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I think the sneaky play would be to pick up Walker and not have to deal with the Jameis Winston Taysom Hill fiasco. You get Walker a lot cheaper. Uh, he's athletic, and I think uh, from what I've seen, especially when he was in the XFL uh, and, and the, the little I've seen of him in the NFL, he looks like he passes the eye test. I think he'll be pretty good. Yeah, our good friend Emery Hunt wrote a very good piece on P.J. Walker uh, during the XFL season, mm-hmm. talking about some players in the XFL who could excel in the NFL. The other one was Donald Parham Jr. Yeah. He's catching touchdown passes. Good old Parham. I know, Breaking I Hunter Henry hearts everywhere. I had him in here for uh, a couple sections, talk a lot about Donald Parham Jr., but uh, I guess we got other stuff to get to. Yeah. Darn it. Is that all right? Uh, let me ask you this as a follow-up <laughs> on James Winston. Yeah. <laughs> is, is Michael Thomas now... Uh, let's say Breeze is out. Like, is Michael Thomas going to be "quote unquote" fixed, or is this not a Drew Breeze problem? I mean, fixed. Uh, listen, he's still going to be the number one target for Winston or anybody. He's Michael Thomas, so you know, I, I think it, I think it helps. I, I can't say it doesn't help. You know, not that we've seen. Listen, I, I know what you're saying with the broken Michael Thomas, but let's remember he's been active just one game now. It's not like we were like, oh, it's five weeks in a row of Michael Thomas sucking. You know, he hasn't played. You know, he got one game. Drew Brees has been banged up. The, the game was weird. Um, and, you know, I, I expect Michael Thomas to be fine. As long as Michael Thomas is healthy and it looked the other day like he was, Winston will pepper him this week. And going forward, Michael Thomas will be good. But unfortunately, if you're the Michael Thomas owner, considering uh you've got nothing out of him for 10 weeks you're probably not in a good playoff position unless you're loaded around him because your first round draft pick gave you nothing 
But I mean, if you're sitting at five and five, let's say, and you got Michael Thomas, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe this starts a string of right. you know 120 yard games, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and I think if you're the Michael Thomas first round owner, if you're five and five, you're counting your lucky stars and you're saying, I'm glad I got here. I'm, I'm glad I'm five and five. And, uh, you know, good, better days ahead because it can't get any worse. Uh, you mentioned Kyler Murray earlier. Actually, hold on. I want to get a I never talk about Kyler Murray. I know. What are you talking about? By Can the I way, he was the game of the week again for like the seventh week in a row. Well, that's because their defense sucks. Hey, we play yeah. fantasy here, don't we? I know. It's all part of the plan, uh, buddy. It's all part of the plan. You give good matchups back and forth versus bad defenses, and it's showtime. Everything okay? It sounded like you stumbled over something over there. I dropped my shoe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't want to know. I'm just, hey. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> you asked. You asked. You told. Uh, Thanks man. to lack. Are you not looking athlete. forward to Thursday's game, Nando? Like I am. I mean, it, to me, uh, it's like the Super Bowl. I don't know who's playing Thursday. Uh, the the uh, the. I know. I'm wait, joking. No, I was. Down. I was I just gonna say the Jets versus the uh, Jaguars. It's Jaguars versus Steelers. It is. I uh, upset it's, it's number seven on the rundown. Upset special. I think it is. We'll get to that. Okay. All right. You good? Fantastic. Your shoe, your shoes on. Yeah. All right. You mentioned Kyler, you mentioned Kyler Murray before. Yeah. Uh, I know you know the high stakes leagues that you also never mention uh, don't have trading, but I know you advise some of our our friends and some people on the outside who have leagues where you can trade. Yeah. What's what's Kyler Murray right now get you in the trade market? And let's just say you've got Justin Herbert as your backup, someone like someone who you feel okay, or maybe you want to trade. Justin Herbert. Why, why would you be looking to trade Kyler Murray? I'm saying if someone offers you Michael Thomas for Kyler Murray, would you do it? No. No. I'm if not. someone offers you James Robinson for Kyler Murray, would you do it? No. No. Really? No, absolutely. Listen, you, you have – in one. Kyler Murray, you have the 2019 Lamar Jackson who won everybody all their money, all their leagues. You have the piece. You're looking at it wrong with the Kyler Murray-Justin Herbert um, combo. Justin Herbert is who you trade. You don't trade Kyler Murray. You get a good piece back for for Herbert. That's how you. That's how you work it. You don't trade away Kyler Murray. He's the guy that's gotten you to where you are. Probably first to second place, high points in your league. He's the one that's going to carry you to the fantasy championship this week, this year. Hopefully, if everything stays, you know, the way it is, if he keeps producing the way he is uh, for the next five or six weeks. Um, this is why fantasy is fun, Nando. You draft a guy like this in the sixth or seventh round, yeah, and 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 you you know you enjoy football and, and fantasy football for sixteen weeks. You know this doesn't happen every year where you hit on the player that's carrying your team every week. Every, uh, yeah, every week. So you don't you don't move him. You know you you made a nice move with picking up Herbert to back up Murray. Probably uh, go get yourself a solid wide receiver too. Go get yourself a you know an RB two for for Herbert. Yeah, Devontae Parker, who bombed this past week, but I still have high hopes for the rest of the season uh, with Miami. Uh, Jakeem Grant though is a nice little add uh, on the waiver wire. I'm sure a lot of people added him last week, but just in case he's out there again, still uh, I think he'll be a nice complement to uh, Parker going forward the rest of the season. 
All right, I'm just I'm trying to find the player that you would say yes. I mean, DeAndre oh, for, Hopkins, for what Kyler yes Murray? Kyler Listen, Murray? Uh, yeah. uh, let me answer it this way: if if you want to, if you want my Kyler Murray, okay, if you're the Kyler Murray owner, let's talk big time running backs. That's it. All right. Okay. That you know, listen. You have to understand, Kyler Murray is the two and one player that I talk about here and there. The two and one player. He's a quarterback. He's also a running back. You're getting two players in one in your lineup every week. The guy's running for seventy five, a hundred rushing yards every every week. He does it with his feet. This is why you draft the running quarterback. This is what you wanted when you took Lamar Jackson in the early second round this year. But he's a complete bomb waste of of a pick. Uh, Lamar Jackson's a bust. And uh, he's completely digressed in that, and he took the whole offense down with him this year. But you look five rounds later, and that's who you got as this year's Lamar Jackson is Kyler Murray. And he's starting right. to separate Who's himself. Next? I'm sorry, but he's starting to separate no, no. himself as the number one fantasy quarterback with the Russell Wilson digression the last couple of weeks. You know, you had two unbelievable quarterbacks there, pretty much coming off the board in the same area with Wilson and Murray. But, um, you know, Wilson's taking a little bit of a step back. But he's going to blow up this Thursday, Russell Wilson, trust me. You know, it's the second game of the year. Uh, they've played already. They, they were the game of the year. Hopefully it lives up to the hype. You know what? Yeah, I'll say that because you can already sense, like, in the fantasy industry, like, the hype building. People were even talking about the game last night on Twitter. Like, oh, can't wait for Thursday, Zona and Seattle. Um a lot of times the games don't live up to the hype, but these two teams have been, you know, pretty consistent every week putting on shows. Seattle's coming off of a bad game, and that Rams defense is, you know, it has to you have to give it credit. But Arizona doesn't have a Jalen Ramsey out there to shut down uh, DK Metcalf. I expect Wilson and Metcalf to have an explosion type game. The guy I'm I'm concerned about is Tyler Lockett, and the last time we saw him. Put up the huge numbers. It was versus this Arizona team, if you remember. The 15-catch, 200-yard, uh, three-touchdown explosion. So maybe uh, Arizona's exactly what he needs to get back on track coming off of you know about three games in a row now where it's been a little slow. Maybe Seattle's getting a little too um, predictable because their running game is non-existent with Carson out. I don't think Carson makes it back for this Thursday, but supposedly Carlos Hyde will. Maybe that'll help them. Uh, but I expect Wilson to get back on track with, with this offense. Tyler Lockett, um, supposedly, uh, Pete Carroll said yesterday, is dealing with a little bit of a knee sprain. So I don't know on a short week uh, what that's going to look like, but um, I, I guess uh, time will tell. Yeah. it's a, it's a, we, We've thrown away that short week argument, it seems like, this season. Yeah. How would you Which rank? How would you rank if right now, rest of the season, who would you want? Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, and DK Metcalf. Those four top receivers. Who would you want in order? I would want to go Adams, Hopkins, Thomas, Metcalf. Adams, okay. Is that what you have? Uh, the first two I have in that order. I want Adams, Hopkins. And I think I would just switch the last two. I think I would. I think you said Thomas three, Metcalf four. Yeah, but I believe in. I, I think Thomas with a new quarterback is is going to be great mm. and be vintage Thomas. Yeah, you know what? I I can't argue that. I think I would oh, actually wow, put that. them in that order. Looks like you're easily swayed. Yeah, I, for parents. that one, yeah. for that one, I was just because I I remember. <laughs> no, I, honestly, 
because Metcalf does have a tough, a couple tough matchups uh, still to go. Uh, I believe he still gets Ramsey again. So Metcalf just worries me. Like the, and I know they do it. They did it last year with Lockett, um, and they're doing it this year with Metcalf. Like low target numbers, high yardage, and a bunch of touchdowns. Um, it just feels like something that could go away at any moment. Like then, you know, like it's. Mm, it's just I, I, don't, I don't think it's going. I, I don't know. I don't think DK Metcalf is going anywhere. He's he's. He's an alpha wide receiver, one beast. And uh, if you have Metcalf and you somehow escaped with a win this past week off of his lowest production, uh, you have to be giddy to have him back in your lineup off of a slow game. See, I'm one of those guys, Nando. I don't know how a lot of people – I think most people look at it the way I do. I don't know how you do. Um, like if, you're, if your stud player is coming off of a bad game, like, you're excited, like, oh, he's not going to have two in a row. And then if he somehow does have two in a row, it's like, oh, this is the week, third week in a row. It's not like, oh, he's going to keep sucking. It's like you expect the big bounce back after the slow game. You know, the quarterback tends well, to look. It was a Ramsey game. I mean, like, yeah. he, got, he got Ramsey. No, 100%. But don't you think yeah. Russell Wilson is like, all right, you know, I didn't get Metcalf going last week. I got to get him going again, I, you know, this this upcoming week. So No, I think, I think Russell Wilson's like, we got to win, however – However, that's possible. Yeah. I mean, you obviously seem to have conversations <laughs> with Russell Wilson, so you know what he's thinking. I do. So there you go. I do. Yeah. We, uh, we talk about his baseball cards. <laughs> it's fun. All I'm saying is DK Metcalf doesn't have a lot of targets, and he has a lot. I mean, if you look at yards per target, I'm sure he's one of the league leaders. I'm assuming he's one of the league leaders. Okay. I don't. I don't have that reception. info in front of me. I just know he's. Yeah, a, I, mean, I, I just know he's a top five wide receiver, and he's a stud that you could rely on almost every week. You know, just talk for thirty seconds about someone while I look it up on radio. No, don't do that to me. Stop it, please. No, I like when you talk for thirty seconds. No. All right, let's talk about the Arizona offense and the fact that uh, you <laughs> got on. one. This show's all about Arizona. No, it's man. not. You just told me team. to talk for thirty seconds, so right, we're ahead, talking about I'll the Thursday night game, and all I'm saying is Kenyon Drake. Looked good in his uh, comeback oh, after wait a missing second. all of one game. Uh, I got to interrupt you for breaking news. Uh, let's hear it. Who's got COVID? No, uh, Sport Radar has a Thanksgiving filter on their stats sheet now, so I can look up stats for all the Thanksgiving games. So that's breaking news. Yeah, for me it is. Oh all right, go God. on. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> High stakes guys love that man. No, anyway, listen. I, in just in terms of the Arizona offense, and we'll move on from from after this game, but. You know, we talked last week and in previous weeks about how getting Nick Chubb and Miles Sanders back on fantasy teams could take you to another level. I'm going to have to throw in Kenyon Drake here. When you when you mix in what this offense can do on a weekly basis and how bad the running back um, you know landscape is, I have to add in Kenyon Drake with that mix. So um, I think he is a uh, a, a low end RB one going forward and it's a good matchup this thursday so he goes right back into your starting lineups i'm looking this up right now uh mm-hmm. the problem is this filters receiving yards through target there's no um yeah, i don't think the people care too much about dk i think they do actually because it's average depth that, that's of, a, i mean it's being statsy you being uh no that's a dangerous stat okay. if you don't i mean I, I look i'm not statsy i'm not one of the statsy guys mm-hmm. i think you are but if you're if you're getting a lot of receiving yards per target his war, uh, his war is seven point seven, and that's why you should draft him. Like you know, is that what I sound like to you? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Hold on, let's see. Uh, let's try receiving targets is greater than let's say thirty five. Is that a good filter for you? 
Sure. Create and apply filter. All right, here we go. Justin Jefferson's actually number one. Justin Jefferson's got 14.11 receiving yards per target. Julio Jones has 11.39. DK Metcalf has 11.33. How about that? Fantastic. Can we move on now? Great. No, doesn't do anything Where's for Lockett? me. He's a stud. That's it. All right. End of story. All right, it's it all people all right. fantasy. You think fantasy like, hmm, DK Metcalf, should I play him this week? He's got 11.1 yards per target. Like, I'm not talking anyway. about this week. Obviously, you're starting. I'm talking about his trade value is probably higher than what it could be for again, you're in for Again, you're in week 11. You're not trading DK Metcalf. I'm sorry. Right. I'm just saying if you get Boyer, what if you get James Robinson? Do you, does you have any trade offer uh, things not involving James Robinson by any chance? Or he's just that perfect. I mean, the dude is—he has so much volume and he's doing well. All right, here's a question for you: Patriots are four and five. Uh, it seems like every week you play the Patriots, they take away your best weapon. Does that worry you now when you see the Patriots coming and you have your alpha wide receiver? Is that something you're looking at right now? Because I mean, you know, it's, it's funny. Like, Kill Darren Waller. They're killing everybody. They're number one. Well, that's just because Belichick is a genius. Uh, so he, yeah, he takes away your your top target. Let's let's take away their top target. Uh, no, I, no, I'm just saying. But yeah, okay. But my point is this. You know, you see that every week. Why isn't every team taking away the top target? Any coaches coming in and and do you see them wiping out Devontae Adams when teams play the Packers? No, he shines every week. Just happens to be that. Most times when you play the Patriots, that big stud like Darren Waller or George Kittle, like, you know, he finds a way to take you out. He's been doing it for my lifetime, for the last 20 years. It's happened way more times than it hasn't. So that's my point there. Uh, and what's surprising is Stefan Gilmore is out and and they're doing it. So um, I don't know what the deal is with Gilmore. Uh, right now i know he's got a knee issue i don't know how if this COVID? Is, what he was covid wasn't he he was like but like that's yeah. like over a month ago like then he no, came I back he hurt his knee in practice in midweek didn't play since then so i don't know how right. serious it is i don't know if this is just like i know he was a, a trade candidate at the de- deadline supposedly he wasn't happy and he wanted out so it could be a behind the scenes thing where belichick is like you know what we don't need you. We'll, we'll, you don't want to play for us? Just keep sitting. We'll make up a fake knee injury for you. Um, but, hey, listen, they're continuing to do it without that. But let's not listen. Let's not act like this defense is anything special. The Jets just killed them on Monday night, remember? Uh, you know? So, and they got aided with the um, bad weather game on Sunday night. So Yeah. All right. I just, hey, just want to make sure. I mean, like, you know. Lamar Jackson didn't have a great... I mean, I don't know who your number one that you take away on Baltimore is besides Lamar Jackson. Yeah, that's the thing. They don't have one. Like, so, you know. Hey, I think Jake suggested that uh, Marquise Brown is a drop this week, possibly. Uh, Marquise Brown is my absolute biggest bust of a pick that I was in on this year. Um, It's just not happening. It's crazy. Every week, I, I find myself still putting him in my lineup. And eating his terrible game, and uh, I don't even want to blame it on him. I want to, I want to blame it on Lamar Jackson. He sucks. Do you? So here's my other theory that his knee is hurting him way more than people are letting on. Uh, this is Lamar it, Jackson knee injury. I know everyone wants sure. to blame Greg Roman, but I think it, his knee is hurting. Okay, maybe. And you know, one of the, I forget who it was um, yesterday was talking about how, you know, from sitting there in the seats, uh, you know, at the game. Lamar Jackson on multiple times had wide open lanes to take off and run, and he didn't. 
uh, and maybe that's the difference this year. But yet, that you know, I say that, but when I watch him, it's crazy because he still takes off and runs and looks good running. So it's like, you know, at least tell me that you're not running at all. But this guy takes off and runs for first downs. He's he's looking to run. As soon as he drops back and nothing's there, well, at least in his mind, nothing's there. He's taken off and running. You know, it's um, I, I don't know. It's just weird. He just can't read. I, to me, I don't think he could read defenses. He's not accurate. And it's funny because last year, I've said this before. I was so anti Lamar Jackson and eight crow from readers and and anybody. Because he was the MVP. I couldn't have been more wrong on something than fading Lamar Jackson in draft season. And he went right. on and became the, the Kyler Murray of last year and MVP. Well, you're, over, you're overcompensating that with Kyler Murray this year. Well, whatever. I mean, but, you know, this is the Lamar Jackson I thought we would always see. Just an athlete playing quarterback. Like, just can run. Like, he sucks. I'm sorry. He's not good. That's not nice. That's the truth. No, he's hurt. He's playing hurt. Uh, then sit out. I don't know what you want me to tell you, you know? All right, let's, let, let's get RG3 some playing time, right? Oh, God. Hey, at this point, if you tell me anything to get Marquise Brown and Mark Andrews going, because the two of them, yeah. the owners of those two guys, are, are just dying every week. You don't believe this is Greg Roman? This is a Greg Roman? I think Everyone it's a mixture. Of, I, I think it's a mixture of a lot of things. I think it's a mixture of, you know, teams having more tape and a full season of Lamar Jackson to play him. Um, you know, and maybe the offense is stale. The whole Lamar Jackson throwing the uh, defenses at the line are, um, you know, calling out our plays and they know what we're running. Well, then switch it up. Yeah. That's right, our right. Roman, you know. And somebody said this. It's a good point. When, when he was with Kaepernick, Kaepernick in the second season got exposed too. So maybe it's a one-year gimmick offense that, you know, it takes time to, to figure out. And then once coaches that are obviously very smart in the NFL – uh, figure out after a whole season of tape, maybe they start doing things a little differently and messing them up. Yeah, I mean, look at the Bill. I remember Greg Roman. I identify him with the Bills, and that was just a pretty boring offense. Mm-hmm. But they, I mean, they didn't have the playmakers, but still, they didn't have Stephon Diggs. Yeah. Uh, hey, Chris, Cowboys are coming off the bye this week. Um, is there any hope at all? Like maybe Ezekiel Elliott has figured things out, or they they made some tweaks that. Uh, you know, are awesome. No, you're going to get Andy Dalton back, so I think the offense will run a little smoother. They've been, uh, you know, the kid Gilbert wasn't terrible versus Pittsburgh. No, he was. He's pretty good. Yeah, yeah he actually was uh, a lot better than Danucci. But I still, you know, Dalton's the, the guy you want there if you're an owner of the Cooper and Lamb and, and Gallup. Uh, listen, uh, Zeke, can he figure it out? There's nothing to figure out. It's, you know, the team isn't as good offensively as it was in week one. Uh, his offensive line is, is depleted, and the team is depleted. So, you know, it's a different story. You're probably going to be playing from behind a lot of games with that defense than, than ahead. That probably chops off 7 to 10 of his carries a week. And Zeke's going to be, you know, a high-end RB2, low-end RB1, uh, you know, the rest of the year just based on volume. All right. I guess I like that. Mm, okay. I've always been a staunch like supporter of Ezekiel Elliott. Like, I, I wish it was a little more like, yeah, this buy is going to fix everything. They figured it out. They're going to play like a gelled team. Michael Gallup is going to be back to get nine to ten targets a game. Mm. Um, I just I feel like there might be like this split with uh, Kellen Moore being the holdover from the Jason Garrett era um, and Mike McCarthy coming in and McCarthy being kind of a, you know, 
an offensive coach himself and maybe want maybe there's just like a, a, a bad mesh of philosophies there or something uh, i think it's a, i mean listen they come off the bye they had a couple of weeks to to heal up and you know maybe come up with a good plan and they're getting a good team that you want i would i would start cowboys uh this week confidently versus this viking secondary you know um I'm- it's just a matter of it's one of those offenses, Nando. It's kind of like, I, and, and I don't mean this in a way of like to compare them, like Tampa, uh, but you know they have Brown and and um, you know Godwin and Evans. You don't know which one's going to be the lead guy and have the big numbers, and which one's going to take a step back. And I think that's what you're going to be looking at with with Hill, uh, Lamb, Cooper, and Gallup each week going forward. You don't know who's going to be the the main guy and who's going to be the two for twelve. So. What if someone offered you Antonio Brown for your Justin Herbert right now? Uh, and I'm the Kyler Murray owner? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll take Antonio Brown, sure. Is it is it things are looking up for him? I mean, I know he missed. Yeah. Tom Brady missed him. I don't, know what, I don't know what people expected when they got Antonio Brown off the waivers. Well, everybody was giddy, and understandably, you know, it's Antonio Brown. And he showed this week, at, you know, it was like 7 for 80. Um I don't know what you, people thought. Did people think they were getting a wide receiver one, like uh, you know, so. uh, an eight for one twenty and a touchdown every week? Antonio Brown off of waivers for nothing, like you know. No, I think they thought that maybe that once in a while, you know, with a sure. bunch of those seven for and you 80 will, and, you know, and you will have yeah. the seven for ninety and a touchdown game, and that's a huge score off the waiver wire midway through the season. So they were rightfully, you know, they were right to be excited. I just don't think it'll be a constant every week wide receiver one production, you know. And then uh, you saw it this yeah. week after bombing out versus the Saints. Uh, I think we got what we expected, and that was Brady spread it around. All three of them had good games. I think Godwin was for, off the top of my head six for ninety-two. That's fifteen in a PPR. Evan scored. He had a fifteen to twenty point fantasy game. Same thing with Brown. So, I mean, if that's the case, and that's going to happen. Every week, where it's spread amongst the three of them evenly, you're looking at you know wide receiver two ish numbers from all three of them. Uh, it's not where you drafted Evans and Godwin, right? You drafted Evans no. Godwin in the second round to be wide receiver ones and give you the 25 fantasy point games, the Julio games, the you know the the Devonte Adams type games, and everybody's just gonna have to take a step back from that now. I think like at this point last year, could you imagine being like, all right, the Bucks. Uh, they'll have Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, and Antonio Brown yeah, at this time. It's, next crazy. Year. it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. It's it's uh, you know there are there are ratings. You know there are ratings dream Tampa Bay. They'll be the team that gets flexed into the Sunday night games down the stretch all the time and put in prime right. time because it's Brady. It's grind. It's like you know it's the biggest show in town. It's the Lakers of you know football. It's all the big names, all the celebrities. It's you know that's the thing. That's. Uh, that's what you're dealing with. And then you mix in Antonio Brown, and it's like, whoa. What I'm surprised about with Tampa isn't offensively. It's defensively. I thought the defense was actually going to be a top three fantasy defense, and they're getting exposed lately. Even versus Carolina, um, as a big Tampa Bay defensive team's owner uh, on a lot of my teams, defensively they're struggling. You know, Carolina went up and down the field on them. So they got to get it right on, uh, on defense if they want to be a Super Bowl uh, contender. 
Real quick, you know who I'm excited about, too, Nando? Just off the, I know we're going. Hurry up, we gotta go. Hurry up, we gotta oh, go. Oh, do Come we? On, hurry. Ready? No. Well, I mean, yeah, almost it's the top of the hour. Oh, wow. At bottom of the hour. Oh, all right. Anyway. Top of the hour. Michael Pittman uh, should be, you know, I'm sure he's owned in a lot of leagues now. But if he isn't, he should be the guy that you're blowing a lot of your fantasy money on. With three weeks left in the season, you should be spending mostly all of your fantasy money, especially if you're a little wide receiver needy heavy. I think he takes over the wide receiver one role. Um, he looks so good um, you know, on Thursday night. He looks like a, a, a future wide receiver one in the NFL that would be taken high in fantasy drafts uh, for years to come. But He's definitely the top waiver aired uh, in my book uh, this uh, this week. Listen to him, people. He's top three for the overall, pro- which you've already won, right? Like, you already won it once. You're in the Hall of Fame. Uh, it's, Grand prize winner, Chris Vaccaro. I want to win it a second time. <laughs> I know. I noticed it was GST4. How are the other ones doing? Uh, so, not Any bad. I, I have four of them. I, I, have, I have four teams in the overall Um and it's, I think my, my other good one is ranked around 100th overall, uh, but getting better. Still a shot. There's still a shot there. No, it's it's a team that's really good. I have one team that's just complete garbage. It's like a one and it's like a two and nine, or two and eight team. And it started off funny. Uh, I drafted second overall, and it was Barkley. Came back oh. around, took Beckham. Uh, Kenny Galladay, Kenny Galladay in the third, Dak Prescott in the fifth, (laughs) and and my third round draft pick uh, or fourth round draft pick was AJ Brown, who missed a you know pretty good amount of time. So there was a time at one point where my first six round draft, my my first six picks in that particular draft were out. (laughs) So that's ridiculous. It was it was really crazy. Hey Chris, before we go, I just want to ask one quick strategy question that I feel like I'd be doing a disservice if I didn't. Yes. Um, when you have two teams, say you got that, that team that's like number one, two, or three, and the team that's in the top 100, and they're both going to make the playoffs, mm-hmm. do you build them differently for the playoffs so you have two shots, or do you try and build them the same so you can like, oh, let me just finish one and four, man. I can do this. Uh, no, so ironically, uh, that the, the two teams have the same wide receiver set. I have Terry McLaurin, I have Tyler Boyd, and I have Deontay Johnson. The only difference is the team that's third overall also has Calvin Ridley. So, um, you know, it, it, they're very similar. The difference is, and I love this going down the stretch here, is my team that's third overall has Kyler Murray. The team that's on the rise that's actually second place in my own, in the other division, is a Pat Mahomes team. And one has Derrick Henry. The oh. Mahomes team has Derrick Henry. The Murray team has Dalvin Cook. So I have in place... You're in pretty good shape. Yeah, so I have in place what I want. I And my RB2 on the Murray team is Nick Chubb. So you need the, the big-time combo. So I have the Cook and Chubb combo. And the Henry team, I have the Henry and now Kenyon Drake. So Mahomes, Henry, Drake, uh, Murray, Cook, Chubb. They're both set up differently, but it's what you need. You need the big-time quarterback, and you need the big-time uh, RB1 with a solid RB2 and a good wide receiver core. Both teams, ironically, both have Hawkinson and Fant as the tight ends. Wow. So, a lot of similarities to both, but up and top And how about your kickers? Say it again? How about your kickers? <laughs> All right, we got to go. <laughs> this has been the Chris Vaccaro Show. Uh, I want to thank you all for listening. If you've listened this far uh, and you feel like hitting up, uh, you know, just a little ra- the ratings thing on iTunes, I'm sure Chris would appreciate it. I would. If you want to drop a nice, you know, five-star rating on Chris Vaccaro, it'd make him happy. 
Love those too. More than you'll ever know. Yeah. Even you just want to throw in Chris Vaccaro. You should do it. The the people listening should do it as a thank you for me answering their hundreds of uh, fantasy questions every week. Uh, Well, not everybody's a subscriber. Oh, you can be theathletic.com slash fantasy football pods. Or I think (laughs) I didn't, I didn't drop that one in this week. (laughs) Good job. Nanda. Uh, You know, just, just go to Vaccaro's Google Vaccaro. You can find his column. Click through that. He'll love you forever. We got to go. Coming out the rest of the week. A lot more shows for the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. Wrapping it up on Friday with uh, Beller and Vic Tafer with uh, a little a little gambling, a little gambling twist. Half fantasy, half gambling. It's a good show. Um, thank you for listening. We hope you appreciate everything that we've been able to deliver to you. Good luck in week 11, everybody. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.